Fort Knox is one of the most protected places in the world. Fort Knox is a U.S. Army post located in northern Kentucky, and it houses around 4,500 metric tons of gold. With current gold prices, that's about a quarter of a trillion dollars worth of gold. If you woke up one morning, you had a crazy thought, an idea to go and try to break into Fort Knox and to steal one of those blocks of gold, well, you'd have to navigate and climbing over numerous electric fences, trying to navigate around the armed guards that surround the perimeter of Fort Knox, all while trying to not be seen by the security cameras. But if you did get by all of that, then you'd have to get through a four foot thick granite wall that is held up together by 750 tons of reinforcing steel. If you got your way through that somehow, you would then come across a 22-ton vault door. And to get that combination and crack that code, you'd have to pull together the numerous staff members who have the code, but nobody has the entire code, so you'd have to get them all in to get through and into the vault. To say that the gold at Fort Knox is well protected is an understatement. Things that are value, valuable require protection. There's nothing more valuable than life. So protection is needed, especially today, because the attacks on life are fierce. We talk about the attacks on life that is from the array of life, from the end of life, that attack, the end of life attacks, whether it's euthanasia and this just disposition that we have more and more in our culture and society that when one gets older, 90 years old, and they just are, they can't do much other than just lay in bed and they're suffering the state, many state laws with regard to assisted suicide. Attacks on the beginning of life, of course, we know the attacks of those that are in the womb beginning of life attacks, end of life attacks, and everywhere in between, those that are marginalized, the poor, the refugees. Attacks on life today are at all levels. And with today being Re Respect Life Weekend, this entire month being Respect Life Week, we need to protect life. And there's a lot of work to do. Is there's a lot of work to protect the gold at Fort Knox. There's a lot of work to protect life. And as I've been praying this week of just the question of like, Lord, with all the attacks on life in our culture today, and it seems to be getting worse from womb to tomb on the attacks of life, where to start? Where do we start here as a community at Notre Dame? Where to start? And the Lord just continued to direct me to the readings. We heard this weekend, we heard just now, of course, these readings focus on marriage. And I think that's the place to start. Marriage, marriages and families are the building blocks for society. And we have to protect these blocks from crumbling so we don't continue to have a, a, a weakening society. As I mentioned, I think it was the second weekend that I was here of John Paul II, St. John Paul II would often say, as the family goes, so goes the nation. And how true that is. And, he, and we would say, 
adding to that, as the, as the marriage goes, so goes the family, so goes the nation. In our first reading, right, we were in the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 2. Jesus refers to Genesis chapter 2 as the Pharisees approach him with a question and talk about marriage in, in Mark chapter 10. And what we have in these readings is it, 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 it points to and it elevates the beauty of marriage. It elevates the fact that God is the author of marriage, that marriage is not a human institution, but that it's a gift from God to us. Namely, these readings, what we just heard, say that marriage is good. But in many ways, we wouldn't perceive that from today. More and more so, notice how the perception of marriage is changing in my generation, especially in younger. That marriage is seen as a problem. Marriage is seen as something to be avoided. More and more people are, are choosing not to marry. In the 1960s, 75% of US adults were married. Today, it's around 50%. That is a monumental change. That's a monumental shift. Of all high school students in the United States, when asked this question, is it better to be married or be single and just live together with a partner? Two thirds of high schoolers say it's better to remain single or just live together instead of getting married. That's a problem. That's a problem because we need marriage. Our society needs marriage. Children need marriage. There's nothing more important for a child to know that mom and dad are together. There's nothing more important for a child to know that mom and dad love each other. That provides security for a child. It teaches them on, on, on what love is. It teaches them who God is. There's no greater gift for a child than a healthy marriage. Now, none of that is to diminish the efforts of heroic efforts that I see all the time of single parents, of through just the messiness of life, of difficult situations that are faced, the heroic efforts, the fact that God's grace, to know that God's grace is, is, is present and his help and his strength is there to be called upon and asked for. But we can, we can acknowledge that at the same time acknowledge and talk about the beauty and the importance of marriage. And to protect it, to protect marriage, because our world and our culture is not protecting marriage today. And because marriage is so under attack, like we, we need to, as we talk about protecting life in general from womb to tomb, we need to protect and strengthen marriages to provide marriage enrichment opportunities, tune-ups, like a car that is always in, in constant need of tune-ups, whether it's changing the pressure in the tire and adjusting that, whether it's getting, taking it in and changing the oil, it needs tune-ups. There is no profession, there's no there's no athlete that is not in need of tune-ups. You look at a, a pilot needs to always continue to get tune-ups with regards to their field. You look at athletes, I think of Tiger Woods, who he won the 1997 Masters and he won it by, I think it was 12 strokes. And after he won the Masters, what did he do? He, he was tweaking his swing. He broke down his swing, he restructured it because it needed tweaking. 
Priests are required by law to take a retreat every year, to seek out tune-ups. Why? Because bad habits form. Bad habits can form in a golf swing. Bad habits can form in an athlete. Bad habits can form in the priesthood. Bad habits can form in marriage, maybe especially in marriage. With the how difficult marriage is and how crazy lives that you live with running around and dropping kids off and cooking and sports and trying to just to survive. All of a sudden, you look, five years go by, you look across the dinner table, you look up and you see your spouse and you say, oh yeah, like we're supposed to be friends here. How are we doing on this friendship thing? And we notice that maybe the, the, the intimacy, the emotional sharing, the friendship has, has waned, if it's there at all. Because we've realized that maybe we put other things as priority above our spouse. And we haven't been protecting our marriage as much as we should. And that happens easily. It happens slowly. It happens through the choices daily that form into maybe bad habits. There's nothing more frustrating as a priest, and this fifth year as a priest, of, of when individuals or couples come, come to see me with, with problems and it's already too late. Studies show that from, a, from when a couple realizes that they have a problem, from when a couple realizes they have a problem to when they seek out help, it's six years. And oftentimes that's too late. The Mona Lisa, the most famous painting in the world. In 1911, there was a man who stole the Mona Lisa and he did it with ease. It was not well protected. He simply just wore a white, the white clothes of which all the other staff members in the museum had. He, he hit out, once it was closed, he stayed, he simply opened up the frame, took the Mona Lisa and got away. The museum needed to make tweaks to, to protect the Mona Lisa to the point now where it's behind bulletproof glass, tweaks, tune-ups need to be made to protect. And as, as the pastor of this community, realizing of how, how much marriage is under attack today and the need to protect life from all stages of life and because life is under attack and how we need to protect life, I want to squash the stigma around marriage enrichment, about seeking help, about seeking marriage tune-ups. And I want to continue to, we, we want to continue to provide these opportunities. And so on, our one coming up, October 22nd, which is a Friday night, less than three weeks away, we're having a, a licensed marriage therapist based out of Chicago to come here to Notre Dame. He conducts day-long workshops for married couples, for engaged couples. And he's tailoring a night just for us, a date night. We're going to have a meal for you. We're going to have free childcare for you. We're going to do anything and everything we can to make this easy for you to come. We're going to have bottles of wine. Okay. We'll be focusing this first, we'll be focusing here on the 22nd on managing and resolving conflict, how to avoid the four predictors of marital disharmony and deepening friendship. And with the number of the number of couples that we have at this parish, just this mass alone, younger couples that we have, we should have no problem selling out this event with ease. 
Doug Hinderer has been married for over 40 years. He's got nine children. I think that qualifies him. I want to end with this. It's a special plea here, a, a plea to the men here. Pope Francis has declared this year the year of St. Joseph. St. Joseph was a protector. He was a defender. He was a protector and defender of life. We know the story that when his family, there was a threat on his family, he gathered them together from Herod to destroy and to kill his baby. He fled to Egypt. He gathered Mary. He gathered Jesus, and they fled to Egypt. He took initiative, and he acted. There's a big difference of after Mass of leaving and getting into the car. There's a big difference from your wife turning to you and saying, honey, I think this would be a good idea for us to go to, versus you turning to her and saying, I think this would be good for us to go and to receive a tune-up, a marriage enrichment opportunity. Take the initiative in protecting your marriage and protecting life in general. We need to protect life from womb to tomb. The gold at Fort Knox is extremely well protected. And it took a lot of work to get it well protected. If we are to fight off the attacks on life today, of which there are many and it's fierce from womb to tomb and everywhere in between, it's going to take a lot of work. And the place to start is to protect marriages. Things that are valuable require protection.